Hello and welcome to Worship with the Wirral Methodist Circuit for Advent Sunday. Wherever you're joining us from, you are really welcome. My name's Craig and you'll see as we uh, progress through our worship together that I'm joined uh, by Kate and by Kathy from the worship team at St Luke's Methodist Church in Hoylake. Let's just hear the words of Psalm 25 as we start our worship together. In you, Lord my God, I put my trust. I trust in you. Do not let me be put to shame, nor let my enemies triumph over me. No one who hopes in you will ever be put to shame, but shame will come on those who are treacherous without cause. Show me your ways, Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me, for you are God my Saviour. And my hope is in you all day long. Remember, Lord, your great mercy and love, for they are from old. Do not remember the sins of my youth and my rebellious ways. According to your love, remember me. For you, Lord, are good. Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore, he instructs sinners in his ways. He guides the humble in what is right and teaches them his way. All the ways of the Lord are loving and faithful toward those who keep the demands of his covenant. For the sake of your name, Lord, forgive my iniquity, though it is great. Who then are those who fear the Lord? He will instruct them in the ways they should choose. They will spend their days in prosperity and their descendants will inherit the land. The Lord confides in those who fear him. He makes his covenant known to them. My eyes are ever on the Lord, for only he will release my feet from the snare. Turn to me and be gracious to me, for I am lonely and afflicted. Relieve the troubles of my heart and free me from anguish. Look on my affliction and my distress and take away all my sins. See how numerous are my enemies and how fiercely they hate me. Guard my life and rescue me. Do not let me be put to shame, for I take refuge in you. May integrity and uprightness protect me, because my hope, Lord, is in you. Into the longing of our souls 
Dear Father, long nights, short days. The cold wind has blown all but the most stubborn of leaves from the trees. It must be Advent. In the gathering darkness, the image of the Advent candle stands out in our minds. A flickering light, a promise of warmth and more light to come. We light the candle and we remember the Advent promises. Hope, love, joy, peace. We hear the echoes of the prophet's words and we understand because we are the people who walked in darkness and we have seen a great light. We know the story well and revel in its annual revealing of your perfect revelation of love. Advent has come again. Glints of silver and gold glistening, candles lit to remind us to get ready because our Saviour is coming. But Father, we are so busy, distracted by so much, focus shifting too rapidly from one thing to another, and we are sorry. We don't want to be this way. Help us to pause for this new coming of Advent. We need to take a deep breath. We need to rest in Advent, 
to nestle into this time as though preparing to sleep through a long winter night. We are not meant to conquer Advent. Rather, Advent is meant to conquer us as we give you space to clear the clutter of our hearts. Clear away, Lord, and bring your winnowing fork to the threshing floor of our lives. Prepare us for the coming of our King, our Lord, our Saviour and our friend. Let the light of Advent shine in our darkness. Amen. In the advent of expectation, draw us together in unity, that our praise and worship might echo in these walls and also through our lives. In this advent of expectation, draw us together in mission, that the hope within might be the song we sing and the melody of our lives. In this advent of expectation, draw us together in service, that the path we follow might lead us from a stable to a glimpse of eternity. And as Jesus taught us, let us say together, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen.
1 Thessalonians chapter 3 verses 9 to 13. How can we thank God enough for you in return for all the joy that we feel before our God because of you? Night and day we pray most earnestly that we may see you face to face and restore whatever is lacking in your faith. Now may our God and Father himself and our Lord Jesus direct our way to you. And may the Lord make you increase and abound in love for one another and for all, just as we abound in love for you. And may he so strengthen your hearts in holiness that you may be blameless before our God and Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus with all his saints. The Gospel reading today is taken from Luke chapter 21, verses 25 to 36. There will be signs in the sun, moon and stars. On the earth, nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring and the tossing of the sea. People will faint from terror, apprehensive of what is coming on the world, for the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time, they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. When these things begin to take place, stand up and lift up your heads because your redemption is drawing near. He told them this parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. When they sprout leaves, you can see for yourselves and know that summer is near. Even so, when you see these things happening, you know that the kingdom of God is near. Truly I tell you, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Be careful, or your hearts will be weighed down with carousing, drunkenness, and the anxieties of life. And that day will close on you suddenly, like a trap. For it will come on all those who live on the face of the whole earth. Be always on the watch, and pray that you may be able to escape all that is about to happen, and that you may be able to stand before the Son of Man. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. Let's pray together as we come to explore God's word. Lord, speak to us afresh, we pray, through the words of scripture that we've heard, as we seek to discern what you might be saying to us today, how you might be challenging us. May the words of my mouth and the thoughts of all our hearts be acceptable to you. Amen. So before we know it, Advent is upon us again. It's that reminder to the church that God is doing a new thing again, and we celebrate it afresh today. And whilst it's always too easy to measure Advent in, in chocolate calendars, 
I look forward to mine. I'm sure you do yours too, or, or even Lego behind each window. And I look forward to helping build this year's creation as well. But, and you might have your own treats behind each window. There's an all manner of things that you can use to, to count the days down in December. We have to remember that the treat, whatever is in there behind each window, is meant to be a foretaste, a, a prompt to wait for the real gift, the real gift of Christmas. Christmas is on its way. We will celebrate a saviour coming into this world. Our saviour coming as a baby in a manger. A birth. A normal event that happens every single day. But this one would be different. This would be God intervening in our world in a new way. This would be God living our life. This would be the Messiah spoken of through the prophets. This would be God renewing all things and drawing all people to himself. That we might be his people and he our God. Time has been hard to measure over this last almost two years of global pandemic. When our routines have been changed, the ways we normally measure the passage of time has been altered. Maybe birthdays weren't celebrated or occasions missed. Friends not seen. But Advent draws us back to God's seasons, God's timeline. And we cannot help but feel small as we acknowledge the grand narrative of God's grace-filled plan of redemption, from creation to new creation. Our whole existence is part of God's timeline, God's action in our world, God's drawing us to him, God loving us from the dawn of time. Jesus, in Luke chapter 21, which we read, reminds his followers that God is not constrained by the time represented by clock and calendar. The sort of time that keeps everything from happening at once. But in God's kairos time, past and future are woven together for the sake of today. God's time is the now and the not yet that reshapes the world's present expectations and our own. The kingdom of God is near. <clears throat> we read, there will be signs in the sun, moon and stars. On the earth, nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring and tossing of the sea. People will faint from terror, apprehensive of what is coming on the world, for the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time, they will see the Son of Man coming in the cloud with great power and great glory. When these things begin to take place, stand up and lift up your heads because your redemption is drawing near. I wonder how you read that passage. How do we hear it in 2021? What signs do you see that the kingdom is near? Or does that language now seem like something that's so alien to us, uh, something that wouldn't involve us? As we look to the news, the events of the world, its politics, its wars, its hatred, its difference, there's no greater time for us to know and declare that even when we don't see it, and even when it's difficult to see, God is near. Redemption is near. That's a massive encouragement for us to pause, to stop, to open our spiritual eyes 
and look out for God's action in the world, in our communities, in our lives, in our churches. As, as I read this passage from Luke's Gospel in preparing for this, an email appeared in my inbox from my son's school. It was a warning about an outbreak in several of the classes. In fact, it's not the first that we've had. This one isn't in his particular class. We, we had that a few weeks earlier uh, when we had it here as well. But there was a need in this email for us to afresh be on our guard, to look out for signs of the outbreak spreading within and beyond the classes in question. Of course, the outbreak, as you can imagine, was the number of COVID-19 cases. The signs we would look for were temperatures, loss of smell and taste and headaches and cold symptoms. And if any are seen, if any are noticed, there's a way to validate it the PCR test, which we've become so familiar with. I wonder what it's like to apply this language of outbreak as we consider the gospel text at the start of Advent. What does an outbreak of God in our lives and our churches look like? The gospel text draws on this this apocalyptic imagery. As Jesus refers to the Son of Man, particularly as himself as the Son of Man, those original hearers and readers of Luke's account would immediately bring to mind the prophecy of Daniel. In Daniel chapter 7, we read his dream's vision. As I looked, thrones were set in place and the Ancient of Days took his seat. His clothing was as white as snow. The hair on his head was as white like wool. In my vision... At night I looked and there before me was one like a son of man coming with the clouds of heaven. He approached the ancient of days and was led into his presence. He was given authority, glory and sovereign power. All nations and people of every language worshipped him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that will not pass away and his kingdom is one that will never be destroyed. The vision being called to mind is, is that of the one who is in eternal, who is before all time, in all time and beyond all time. To pick up on just some of those images, the Ancient of Days brings the, the timelessness of God and Jesus in God. The whiteness of the clothing shows the holiness. The whiteness of his hair isn't age, but ultimate wisdom. The Son of Man, Jesus, will have ultimate authority, glory, holiness, a kingdom that will not be destroyed, and all, all will worship him. It's too easy to separate ourselves from this language that's so alien in our modern culture, but we need to try and put ourselves in the position of those first readers who were more familiar than us with Daniel's vision, and and we need to be reminded of God's bigger vision the bigger vision of God's reign through Jesus. The second part of this text encourages this too. Jesus tells this short parable. He says, look at the fig tree and all the leaves. When they sprout leaves, you can see for yourselves and know that summer is near. Even so, when you see these things happening, you know that the kingdom of God is near. When buds begin to form on barren trees, 
we're confident that winter is ending and summer will arrive. Why is that? It's because we've previously lived through a change of seasons, we've seen it, and because others have told us of their experience too. We, you, I, us. Together we look for and together we trust in what God is doing. The fig tree uh, was a common metaphor in the Old Testament to refer to Israel, God's chosen people. But here in Luke, Jesus adds the important words, and all the trees. Because in Jesus, God's mission is no longer to be understood as just for the elect of Israel, but it's for all people, all places, all time. Me, you, us, we, together. And whilst this apocalyptic vision of the coming of the Son of Man uh, might be a futuristic event, it might also be now and it starts in us. This apocalyptic vision shared by Jesus is assurance that even Perhaps especially in the face of devastation, whether it's caused by nature or by human effort, the reign of God will not be blocked. No matter how much it appears that the world is coming undone, God's way endures. God's way is eternal. The message on this first Sunday of Advent paints a hope-filled picture for all who live on the face of the whole earth. Vivid images, the heavens being shaken, the Son of Man appearing in the clouds, depend on the metaphor's capacity to express a community's trauma while also offering powerful hope in the midst of those experiences. And maybe, as you read this today, as you reflect on this passage, you will be drawing to mind whatever you're going through and the hope that you need to hear. When the present reality we live through includes wars, political turmoil, distress among nations, climate catastrophe, signs in the sun, the moon, the stars, global pandemic, unemployment, hate crimes, racist ideologies, illness, displacement displacement by terror, or anything else that traps people in fear or despair, it's then that we look for the coming of the Son of Man, the Christ whose promised future makes all the difference today. To go back to my language from earlier, what does outbreak look like this Advent? Well, I find the answer uh, in two places. Firstly, in a worship song that I heard for the first time a couple of days ago. It said, Christ in me arise and dispel all the darkness. Christ in me arise with your power and your strength. Christ in me pour out your blessing and healing. Christ in me arise and I shall rise, rise with you. And I also see the answer in the passage we read from 1 Thessalonians. Now may our God and Father himself and our Lord Jesus clear the way for us to come to you. May the Lord make your love increase and overflow for each other and for everyone else, just as ours does for you. This is what Advent's about for me hopefully you too. It's what it means for God to break out in our lives afresh. 
It's about Christ coming into the dark places of our lives, our world and his church. Bringing renewal, bringing holiness, bringing fulfilment of promises now and not yet. Helping us trust in the future because of what God is doing now. And what we know is found in Jesus coming into this world at Christmas. So may we pause this Advent, listen, look, pray, hear from each other. Find God at work in our world, lightening the dark places, coming now and coming still in the clouds with the hope of heaven, with power, authority, and our worship this Advent. Christ whose glory fills the skies, Christ the Everlasting light, sun of righteousness, rise and triumph o'er these shades of
And now we come to our prayers of intercession. Conscious of the presence of God with us right now, in this time of worship, let's take a moment to still ourselves as we come to him in prayer. And we will make this prayer our own. Whenever I say, Lord, we wait for you, you respond, come, Lord Jesus, come. Let's just try that. Lord, we wait for you. Come, Lord Jesus, come. So let us pray. Advent is a time of waiting, waiting for the coming of the infant Jesus, the miracle of God being made incarnate in man, the divine sharing our humanity. As we begin this season of Advent, may we be strengthened in our faith to wait patiently even though the times seem dark and the future is unclear. We hold before you especially those who are lonely, sorrowful, bereaved or without hope. That this season of waiting in darkness may become a season of blessing, even in the midst of suffering. Strengthen us in our faith. Lord, we wait for you. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Advent is a time of preparation. May we prepare to make room in our hearts for Christ's coming in love. Just as we clean and decorate our homes in preparation for Christmas, in these special few weeks of Advent, let us sweep away everything in our lives that is contrary to the way of love and forgiveness. Give us the courage to look honestly at our lives and discern the things we do and think that are of God and those which are not. May we be open to the changes in our own lives that God wants us to make, taking seriously the command to prepare for God's coming. Lord, we wait for you. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Advent is a time for watching. In today's reading, Jesus said, be careful, be always on the watch. As we begin this time of Advent waiting, let us be alert to the signs of the times 
to changes in the world about us. Across the world we have seen there are communities torn apart by wars, famines, floods and drought, and people all across the globe are forced to flee their homes. Disease, especially COVID, continues to cause havoc in many countries. We pray that our leaders and those in positions of responsibility be awake and alert to the signs of the times. Together with them, may we become a people of honesty and integrity so that we may act wisely and justly to bring peace and wholeness to our broken world. Lord, we wait for you. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Advent is a time of expectation. We wait, <clears throat> we wait in joyful hope for the coming of our Saviour Jesus Christ, who frees us from all our sins and brings us to new life in him. May we take our cue from little children who breathe through the season of Advent with mounting excitement. May we too experience mounting excitement as we contemplate the new life God is calling us to live. Lord, we wait for you. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Great is the darkness that covers the earth, oppression, injustice,
Son of righteousness, shine upon you. Scatter the darkness from before your path and make you ready to meet him when he comes in glory. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen.